Hello, welcome to another episode, episode 103 of the Boink Radio Podcast here on the Boink Network Discord server. And special surprise, we are also streaming on YouTube and Twitter, thanks to the Science Commons Initiative. Woo! This is one of the things that the SEI is doing with all the wonderful donations we got uh, last year in 2022. It was a good year to kick off the nonprofit that supports Boink development, among other things ultimately trying to rebuild the bridge of trust between uh, the scientific process and the public. And there's going to be a whole much, a whole bunch more uh, this year that we will sort of talk a little bit about, not just about the SCI, but about Boink. Uh, that said, Delta, I'm sure you have a drink. <laughs> when do I not have a drink? It's tradition. If I don't bring a drink, I must be punished. And uh, I don't think I want to know the punishment yet. Yeah, you said that too. After like, like yeah, we'll just leave, let that go. <laughs> okay, uh, I have something a little special here. Uh, it's a Dr. Pepper flavor. So it's, it's a Dr. Pepper drink. Uh, it is Dilophosaurus flavor. What? Yep, Dr. Pepper, Dilophosaurus. <laughs> Oh, I get it. Uh, it an, you could say it was ancient. That is yeah. so frustrating. <laughs> okay, so it looks like Dr. Pepper has uh, partnered up with Jurassic World um, to uh, make a new brand of drink or something. So um, they're telling you to go see the movie. Um, but how many Jurassic World movies have there been? Zero. They're called Jurassic Park. Come on, man. Then how come this one's called Jurassic World? I bet you could. Copyright? I don't know. Maybe there uh, is a Jurassic World. Okay, well, um, chances are this is not actually Dilophosaurus flavored Dr. Pepper, um, but we're about to find out because I've had Dr. Pepper before and I pretty I like it. So we're about to see. Everyone's waited with bated breath. This is the first drink review of mm. 20. It tastes like Dr. Pepper, but it feels a bit dusty. I feel like you had that on deck. Like, this is so cringy and wonderful. You just wanted <laughs> to say that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a bit of Dilophosaurus sprinkled in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw this on the shelf and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to review this on the, on, on the Boing Which Radio. Which shelf? Which shelf were you in this time? Uh, it was in uh, my local IGA, I think. Okay, so it's it's not an American drink. It was in the international aisle. Uh, let me see if it's manufactured in the U.S. No, 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 because there was this whole time you were drinking drinks that were like, you would go to a store that sold quote unquote American drinks, but they were drinks ah. that none of us had ever heard of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that was my brother. He got me that as a as a gift, and apparently oh, there's God. like an American candy store or something, and. Yeah, they sell the um, apple apple pie, I think it was, or apple crumble flavored soft drink. Um, yeah, and then there was also the Martian poop as well. Drink it every Sunday. <laughs> well, say goodbye to your teeth. <laughs> the amount of sugar in that thing is horrendous. Review, please. Place this drink in Review. this big table of drinks. I love Dr. Pepper. It's pretty nice. It's probably got to be about a, probably is a seven for me. All right. 
Any objections? Satisfied? Yeah, any, any objections, anyone? No, that is a six. D do you actually like uh, Dr. Pepper or not? I love Dr. Pepper. Hey, great, great. Freaking delicious. Tastes like medicine, so I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Root beer can be better, but it varies from producer to producer. So it can also be yeah. Otherwise, root beer would be on the top. All right, should we talk about Blank? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, if you want, I can start out with the news. And uh, do you want me to just handle the news? There's only just like four small things. Yeah, go for it. Cool. All right. Um, there were a whole bunch Hold of. On. Uh, yo. Hold on a second. We got the audio seems to be doubled in the chat. Hmm. That probably has to do with our very high tier production capabilities. <laughs> um, it just sounds doubled on Discord or on YouTube. I think it's on YouTube. Oh, because he's just on YouTube. Yeah. Huh. Are you like streaming know. the audio from your computer or something? I don't think so. Um, I'll play around with it. All right. Carry on, sir. Cool. So, uh, oh, it's because are... I'm using a speaker. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's because <laughs> I'm using a speaker because I'm on a laptop. This should not be an issue uh, next week when I'm back at my, my good old desktop. Sorry for okay. the echo. Carry on, sir. Cool. So um, there are a whole lot of Boink projects that released like uh, end of year summaries or summaries for the new year. And a lot of happy new years as well from some from a lot of the projects, which was really nice. Um, some interesting news out of number fields at home. They're about to finish uh, subfield seven. So uh, they're almost finished that, they said. Uh, in the new year, they plan on getting back to subfield three and officially completing it 100% because uh, apparently it was not fully complete. And uh, finally, um, move on to subfield six, which is apparently the final search for number fields at home. Why, uh, why, is, it, why is it final search? What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, no Did one else has commented on... Thing? Not sure. Uh, they they just put in brackets after they say moving on to subfield six. Um, in brackets, the final search. <laughs> wow, because that's big if they finished. It's also big if they're just running out of resources and are shutting down. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'd like to know a little bit more about number fields. So if you work for number fields, or sorry, if you work on number fields at home, uh, and you know what's going on, please let us know. Uh, or even comment on the little post here uh, that they have on their forum uh, to wonder why it's finishing. And uh, if it does finish and they do make a paper, then that'd be big. Um, that will be big. Uh, we have a little notification from climateprediction.net. I think uh, over the last couple months, I've seen a, quite a bit of an activity from climateprediction.net. I believe um, they're volunteer registration is open again, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they have also put out a little post requesting for all volunteers to please enable the option in the Boink Manager to leave non-GPU tasks in memory. 
because one of their uh, apps, one of their things that runs the climate prediction requires memory to be kept in the actual computer memory uh, rather than being taken out when it's not needed or when it's suspended. Um, and basically all this will do is make sure that your tasks at climateprediction.net do not have all of their uh, progress reverted. Um, and it saves your computer a lot of time and it prevents you from doing the work over and over again multiple times and basically wasting uh, your computer time and your electricity. Uh, for those who might be interested in what this option does more in general, um, it just leaves the current state of uh, a task in your computer memory and uh, so that it can easily be um, re-brought back from um, being suspended uh, or a checkpoint. Uh, and so you don't lose as much progress as you do with uh, leaving it out of memory. Quick question, just for, sorry to interrupt, but I was listening and what, where in settings would I find this option to enable that? Yep, so uh, I believe you go to, actually I, I have Boink with me at the moment. Uh, if you click on the options tab at the top of the Boink Manager, then you click Computing Preferences, and then you click Disk and Memory, and then close to the bottom, it'll say Leave Non-GPU Tasks in Memory While Suspended. So gotcha. uh, hopefully that clears it up. All right, uh, next bit of news. Uh, congratulations on Simone uh, Bonzanani. Bonza, no, Bonzanini, I think. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, congratulations, you have found a 67-digit prime factor for the Cunningham number. Uh, for those of you that don't know what the Cunningham number is, it is 2 to the power of 2,222, and all of that plus 1. Uh, apparently, it saves NFS, which I believe they're referring to number fields, um, a lot of effort, apparently. And uh, the, uh, the, this prime factor is the first uh, that has been found this year, and it has been recorded in the ECMNet record list. So congratulations, uh, Simone Bonzanini. All right, and final bit of news, which will lead us on to a bit of discussion too. The Boink Workshop 2023 will be held on March the 1st and March the 8th, and it will be online. And you can go to uh, www.boinkworkshop.org to get all the information you need. And uh, I will most likely be there. Uh, I just got to get my registration down. I will be talking about the Boink census. And I think, Jeringo, you might be speaking there as well, too. Is that right? Uh, I'm it will be on the 8th. I am otherwise preoccupied. But I know a lot of folks from the SCI will be there speaking or doing anything. I'm looking forward to the census. Yeah, if you want, I can give you a bit of sneak peeks on some of the data insights that I've got. Oh, man, it's got to be super small sneak peeks because yep. save it for the workshop. Very, very small sneak peeks. Um, I'll give you one obvious piece of information and then one thing that I thought was a little bit interesting. Um, so based off of the results, so we got like, I think, a thousand, almost 
yeah, we got about 1,100 results. Um, and those were just any results. So it could be people who hopped on and then didn't finish, or it could be people who just clicked the link and then abandoned the form. But we had, I think, uh, just over 900, I think 950, yeah, sorry, 900, uh, almost 940 people who actually finished the form. And uh, based off of the people who finished the form, uh, one kind of obvious piece of information that people would have most likely guessed is that the majority of crunches and the majority of people within the Boink community are male. And it is a shocking majority. Like we're talking like 95% male representation in the Boink community. Uh, and the remaining 5% is those who selected female and other in the form, which uh, I thought was quite, quite shocking, but also kind of obvious because science typically is a male-dominated scene. Um, I know, especially for computer science. <laughs> uh, what do you think of that, Jeringa? It's sad. It's not unexpected, though. You're right. Yeah, it's sad, but it's not unexpected. And um, I guess uh, the the next question after the Boink census is, what should we do about it? <laughs> well, that's the, that's why these things are so useful. It's like I thought it was uh, definitely heavily skewed to, towards men, but I did not think it was. Um, so it gives people who want to. Um, sort of advertise or market Boink or get Boink into the hands of more people. A couple of things. One is if you're getting new users, uh, maybe you try to get some uh, female users. And if you're trying to engage current users, you cater marketing towards male audience. This is why we did the census, right? There's lots of other great pieces of information. I know we've got age demographics, we got there were a lot of questions in there. And there was a lot of good feedback that I've seen at least about how to make it better next year. So I'm looking forward to uh, the full breakdown in at the workshop. Yeah, um, and yeah, there are a lot of yeah, there are a lot of uh, responses who did uh, give give some feedback and just going through and analyzing all all this data as well and finding ways to improve on the actual census form itself. And uh, uh, I, I just wanted to share an interesting uh, realization that I had while actually going through the the form is that when when I went through university, we learned about bias in scientific writing and, and all that and how bias can affect scientific publications and, and such. And um, it was made evident to me in this form when it came to the question on what uh, what fuel sources used to power the electricity in your house. And I put down in the form for the options for people to, to pick as fossil fuels, renewables, hydroelectric, not sure, or other. And then they had to specify the other. Because I live in Australia, and generating electricity from nuclear power is illegal in Australia, I neglected to put nuclear power. <laughs> and a significant portion of the other results, those who clicked the other button, uh, about 50 of them, by the looks of it on my analysis, uh, they said that they use nuclear. So um, the fact that I didn't put nuclear in there was my own geographical bias. And I just thought that was really interesting. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, next interesting piece of information, uh, and it's the only other sneak peek I'm going to give you um, for, for the Boink census before it comes to the Boink workshop, is we asked a question asking crunchers, how much impact do you think your crunching is actually having on the real world? And uh, I was kind of shocked. People are a bit pessimistic. The majority of responses said that they think they only have some impact on the world. And just to be clear, the options were a big impact, moderate impact, some impact, or no impact. So more than 500 people picked some impact. What do you think of that, Jeringer? I don't know. I don't know if I have any thoughts on that. <laughs> I feel like it's quite pessimistic. People are kind of pessimistic about how much impact they have on Boink. Or maybe, maybe they're just not being communicated or kept up to date with their actual impact. Because uh, we do know that projects communicating what they're doing can sometimes be a bit problematic, um, whether it be the frequency at which they update or whether they update at all. Uh, and whether crunchers get direct feedback for the crunching, like, uh, hey, you've discovered a prime number, or, hey, uh, your Boink username has been put onto this pulsar that's discovered by Einstein at home. Yeah, they could be definitely a uh, factor in it. I mean, I'm one of the pessimists. I don't think there's a lot of impact done here. Um, but it's also because we don't know, like, all the papers that come out of it, what actually comes of the results. You know, the, the COVID 19 projects were the most tangible and they kept everyone up to date like you're saying and i think everyone who worked on those would say they had a high impact but when it's not a project like that it's kind of like what what am i doing <laughs> yeah okay, i'm doing asteroids at home okay what am i doing yeah and uh, I'd, I'd like to think about this question in a completely different context too so we we polled this question i think around from november to december of last year and um, the sentiment during that time was kind of like, oh, yeah, Christmas period, doing stuff, um, nothing huge coming out, projects kind of wrapping up. Um, and there wasn't really anything like, there wasn't really much drive. But I'd say if we were to poll this particular question, for example, um, at the start of COVID pandemic, when we had, I think, almost like, 10,000 10, new Boink users join in like a couple of weeks, I think. If we were to poll it around then, I think it'd be different. There'd be a lot of people saying that they have a moderate to a big impact. Uh, or even from the time where SETI at Home was popular, if we polled around that time, we would have probably seen a lot more people saying, yes, I'm having a big impact because I'm searching for aliens. <laughs> and around that time, computing was becoming a popular thing. So, um, yeah, I feel like this question here is more of like a short-term indicator of sentiment. Yeah, it will be interesting to gauge that over over the years. I'm wondering, I pause because I'm wondering if there's a way to make it more of a fluid measure so people's perceptions change as different projects come online or offline or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. This is a great question to ask folks at the Boink Workshop. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know that uh, definitely at the workshop, I'll be asking questions saying, OK, well, what can we do to improve the Boink census for next time? What do you want to see come out of the Boink census? I know that as we do more um, censuses, we can 
uh, start to make time series data. Uh, I know that uh, one very simple metric that I'm going to be doing after the next census is saying, okay, how many responses did we get last year versus what we got this year and see how that changes. And I think uh, a lot more of the, uh, a lot of the information that's gonna come out of the census is going to be very valuable to the projects too because there's a lot of um, things in here, a lot of answers for the projects wondering what they should do better. And uh, those I will definitely include uh, towards the end of the census. I'm currently writing it up uh, in Jupyter Labs. And uh, hopefully I should be able to post it online by the end of this month. Otherwise it will definitely be ready by the Boink census on March the 1st. Boink workshop. So, yeah, point question. <laughs> We're not doing another census next month. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, I, the, I, the I, was a big the point one. Census will entirely not influence point development, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Oh, well, um, yeah. It's just information for the community, uh, and who knows? We might find some use for it that no one ever thought of. Yeah, maybe down the road. Uh, people who work on Boink development will uh, take note of it. But this is the first. When was the last survey of Boink users? 2006, I think. Right. So it's been over 15 years since people just asked who's using this and why. So it will take more than one year to get any actionable data, I imagine, for development tracks. Yeah, and I just realized um, that there is one particular question in the Boink census which could be used to influence development, uh, and that is the question which says, have you ever thought of or have you ever started a Boink project? And this question uh, has a lot of uh, specify other sections. So um, if you select uh, yes, you've thought of, uh, thought of starting a Boink project, and then it'll ask you what's the most difficult thing when starting a Boink project. Uh, and then you can specify other, you can tell us your experience in making a Boink project. And I think from that, I'm going to go through those results soon. And there'll probably be, excuse me, a lot of evidence um, of maybe what can be improved in creating a Boink project. And that might influence uh, the trajectory of Boink development. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of talk about the Boink server Docker container, for those of you that use Docker, uh, and that might, may be a game changer in getting new projects onboarded. So, um, yeah, there, there are questions in there that may influence development, but we're, I'm yet to go in and analyze that. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So, We'll be keeping folks up to date with the Boink census results as they come in and as we analyze them. Um, but what else is coming on, coming up for Boink this year? Uh, do we have any new projects on the horizon? I feel like I can just say Black Holes at Home and be right. We are praying that Black Holes at Home comes online. <laughs> uh, I, I think, do we receive? I, I think... Um... Oh, I remember seeing like a Twitter post or something from Black Holes at Home. I do not know. 
Yeah, something about uh, the development has been completed and then they're going to be working on something else, whether that be the actual point project or something else. Uh, I think on the on their website they'll have a they'll have a news sort of thing. Um, yeah, here we go. Spent the past month updating slash modernizing NERPI, which is their little library to do the black holes at home analysis. Um, completed a huge to-do list. Development focus has returned to black holes at home. Currently working to merge the latest NERPI into black holes at home. Okay, so. It appears that what they're doing is they are merging uh, their black hole uh, code generation framework into the Boink server, I assume. So hopefully we will see some uh, announcement or some tasks coming from black holes at home soon for those of you that are interested. I know that personally I am interested in black, excuse me, black holes at home. Uh, yeah, so hopefully they can get up and running. Very cool. Uh, what else? What else? Hopefully there's, uh, I mean, there's already a bunch of bounties up from the SCI, so hopefully there will be more bounties uh, for Boink development. Maybe we'll get a couple more Boink developers on board, learning the ins and outs of everything. Um, I imagine there will be more collaboration with some of the newer computing infrastructures that are being developed uh, that will possibly tie into some Boink aspects. Um, I know there is a working group out of the SCI called Microgrid that is working on building a Boink project very similar to World Community Grid, but targeting a different type of research uh researcher i suppose they're targeting people who don't have enough data to analyze to make it worthwhile for them to build their own boink project but they would still benefit from getting the computation cycles that boink can provide uh, so they would just jump onto microgrid and get their data crunched and then move on with their lives happy as a clam um what else Anyone else have anything that they know that they uh, or they know that's coming up uh, in terms of point? Protein Fashion Week. I can't wait for that. <laughs> we have uh, Toastone in the chat asking uh, what's happening with the Boink.network uh, website. Um, would you happen to know what's going on with that, Jenga? Uh, yeah, I took it down upon request. Maybe it'll be up one day when the world is a little different. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Uh, it was a good website, though. Taught me a lot about Word WordPress. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, it's probably most likely WordPress. Um, but yeah, uh, I think probably in terms of the Boink radio, we're going to switch this up to fortnightly uh, radios. Uh, is that right? Yes, that is correct. Yep. So uh, instead of seeing you next week, we'll see you in two weeks after this Boink radio. 
And uh, I think that's a good point to probably end it as well. <laughs> I am on board with that. Uh, anyone have any final thoughts on Boink for 2023? We're going to have a boring 2023 by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. Radio silence. But now, hopefully, um, uh, all of you can attend the Boink workshop. Uh, I think it's going to be a great workshop. And uh, yeah, stay tuned and check the Boink workshop website to see when both myself and maybe Jay Ringo might be speaking as well, if you'd like to hear us. Uh, and yeah, we'll probably see you then. Happy first stream. I do have one question I'm thinking about. Okay. It's um, thinking about the Boink Radio as a medium of talking with the various developers of Boink projects. Because we don't, we often, just listening to the recordings, we often run out of things to talk about pretty quickly. Maybe theorize about the future of projects, uh, just spitballing things we could do to help make extra time, or if you want to do that. Yeah, uh, or even getting guest appearances for um, those who run Boink projects as well. I think, if I'm not mistaken, like ages ago, didn't we get uh, the project admin for MLC at home on one of the calls? Yep, we had a bunch of the guys from Minecraft at home at one point. We are always yeah. open to having uh, project admins join us. Project admins are often busy though, uh, but that's something maybe we revisit this year. It's a good idea. Yeah, we'll go and reach out to them. All right, uh, All right. should we wrap it up here? We shall. Give uh, us an outro. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> See you later, everyone. <laughs> What's wrong with that outro? It was so quick and so shallow. We have to be nice yeah. to our audience, Jeringa. Be enthusiastic. We're excited for Boink. You gotta get that soundboard in there. I swear someone had a soundboard here. Actually, we should probably invest in a soundboard. <laughs> we should get like the Seinfeld theme playing at the end. <laughs> that would be really do, fun. Do, do, do.